rising on an emerging generation of kings. four of us, or four of them, who are going to be telling us practically how they've dealt with being a kingdom influencer in their field, in their field of work, in their business, and life in general. Because, I mean, one thing we know we are big on in this house is application. Oji, you come and join this panel now. <laughs> All right. But Oji is a kingdom influencer. Oji tagged me in a king's post this morning. Do you know? No, jokes apart. I'm not, I'm not even funny. I saw OG Oshidele. Hey, Oshidele. Hey, Jesus. OG tagged me. All right. So this morning, um, I'm going to invite real quick the back-to-back um, marketing award winner who tested overall best in marketing in his firm two years back-to-back. Anuoluakpo Nathaniel Akinosho is a certified member of Internal, International Strategic Management Institute. He started as a direct sales executive and has steadily risen to become the relationship manager at MedPlus Pharmacy hmm, Limited. He serves in Kings in the ushering team and can allude to the transformation in every area of his life since he joined the family. Celebrate Grace. Zuzu. I don't mean to, uh, well, let's just say it. Is it, welcome, sir. I don't, I don't mean to be bad, but as it is not, you know those, I have malaria, I have migraine, you now go to one kiosk at the back that they call pharmacy and buy medicine that has expired. It's not that kind of pharmacy he's working at. When you hear Med Plus, you know that he's a real pharmacist. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So for you to win marketing manager, marketing, best in marketing, Two years in Med Plus. You like say somebody went to something something grammar school down the road, and then someone went to Harvard, and this person had first class in this school. This person had first class in this school. Who you employ? Harvard. Glory to God. Celebrate him one more time. All right. Okay. Someone is supposed to send me something. This person is sending it. Okay. All right. Next person I'm going to call up. KK, Kenis Kenena Umudi, is a style image consultant who is passionate about helping people look their best at all times. She believes that how you present yourself is more of it. You push allow me to. Wait, wait, why did you even come up before I finish your profile, Safe? You see, this is part of it. Just stand their case. Let them be clapping, then you just emerge. Okay. Uh-huh. She believes that how you present yourself is more of a strategy than vanity. Come on. God looks at the inward, inward man interacts with what he can see. Kenneth is a graduate of international relations and has worked with the fashion in, within the fashion industry for several years as a beauty and fashion content creator. Currently, she works with the Style Infidel Studio as a stylist where she's learning and growing as a young fashion and personal stylist. And, at, and she also works at Dream Academy as an executive assistant to the CEO. Shout out. She runs Kenena, which is a lifestyle brand that provides styling and management services and has owned her own footwear brand. If you've not bought Kenneth's footwear brand, you are wrong as well as other creative endeavors that inspire her. Here at King, she's the assistant team lead of the admin department while she's learning and growing as a disciple and a disciple maker. Kings, can we welcome KK, Kenneth Kenena Umudi. 
That's where it plays your royal highness. Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> All right. The next person here. Uh, yes, sit down here. Thank you. So I have a man and a woman on either side. All right. The next person I'm about to introduce, like many of us, needs no introduction. Olari Waju Oshidele is a seasoned banker, multimedia specialist, husband, father, and a blend of creativity and multidimensionalism. Widely known as Lanos, he currently serves majorly as a procurement expert and a professional photographer. He's married to his beautiful wife, Faye Shaya, and together they have an amazing son, Ogo Oluakito. Please, can we make welcome Dr. Lan? Banker, husband, fine boy, media, photographer, daddy. Come on. Welcome. All around good guy. Opo. Uh-uh. Now, wow. See dressing now. They're already influencing. Are they not already influencing you? Like, they're just looking at them. Like, ah, I want to do this. I want to try this. Somebody's like, I've not tried these colors before. I didn't know this color would be nice. I can try it. All right. Last what's in... Oh my God. Last but in no way the least, uh, our intermediary uh, expatriate. She's an amazing beauty entrepreneur, certified cosmetologist from Aveda Institute, Atlanta, Georgia. Lead hair stylist at Top Beauty Center, where I made my hair. Hallelujah, a family-owned business, beauty business. She's the originator of the converted hairstyle, the Cecilia. She serves as the team lead of admin at King's. Can we please welcome Princess UBA Uche Zeti Agara. <laughs> welcome all the way from the overseas. Make welcome. Uh-uh. What a beauty. We drip glory. Hallelujah. Welcome. How are you guys doing? What now are you doing? Fine, fine. fine. Excited. Awesome. Fantastic. Okay, we're going to go straight into it. Okay, I have a timer, so that helps. All right, so we're generally just going to be having conversations. Right. Thank you. About being a kingdom influencer, right? You're a child of God, so you influence, and then you're a king, so the, the influence has to be... Yes, double, triple, extra. All right, so I'm just going to ask everyone a general question first before we go into some specifics. So the first question I want to ask is, what would you define influence as, and why do you think it's important? Even before we begin to get into kingdom influence per se and the specifics of your own field, what do you think kingdom is, what do you think influence is, and why do you think it's important? So I'll just take it this way. Yeah. Okay, um... Good morning, Kings. Good morning. So um, I feel influence is like the ability to affect someone or a group of people. can be positively, it can be negatively. I love so that. It's just the ability to, you know, affect people. Mm-hmm. So as kingdom influencers... No, we'll still come to that. Okay. Yeah, so why is it important to have influence? Now, we... In, in, in Nigeria, in the world that we have... Now, there are some people or there are a group of people that are like, they don't have a target for themselves. They don't have plans for themselves. They are just living as the day goes by. Now, it's necessary that you have influence on these people because um, 
their life can change because of the influence you have on them. They, their life can have meaning because of the influence you have on them. Now they can move from a place of darkness to the place of light because of the influence you have on them. So it's very Absolutely, important. very important. I love how you highlighted the fact that influence can also be negative, right? And I think we know that, but sometimes we don't really think about it. Because when we think about people like Hitler, extremely influential, extremely. How do you get people to kill people en masse, as in kill people? And even till today, you, you, still, you still hear so many stories about Hitler. Even in the movie that we all love and watch, Sound of Music, you still hear about Hitler. So somehow he's influencing, but we just have to shape what we hear and what we allow influence us. All right, KK. Yeah, so um, influence is a very powerful tool. Um, influence is the ability to be able to affect somebody's decision towards mm. the same thing. Um, mm. I mean, it happens every day. We're influenced every day, whether you like it or not. Mm. Um, like um, Natania said, it could be positive or negative, but it's a powerful tool. And um, social media, you see that every time someone is, an, is a lifestyle influencer, they are trying to portray their lifestyle to you so you can buy it off them. Yeah, so it's the ability to be able to affect somebody's decision, to impact their decisions. So. That's it for me. All right. I really love that, so affecting your decisions. And we are influenced all the time. And Basunami has said so many times, sometimes I made this hair because I saw it on Vicky. I said, ah, Vicky, this hair fits you. I never made this hair. Uche knows I don't like this packing gel thing. I hate gel. I, and I hate it. But I said, it fits Vicky. Let me try it. And here I am. I've done the hair. And I think it's okay. It's not bad. Right? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. So sometimes you're watching TV, you see an ad. See, they know what they are doing. You see Monchi, okay, offline, you don't to sing a song. You see one song, this song is even stupid. You're even insulting the advert. That was this, what are these people doing? And then the next thing, you see the thing in traffic, and that's when hunger will start catching you. You just bring a hundred naira and buy the thing. You might not even like it, but you, you sure bought it. They collected the hundred naira. And if you do that and 100 other people in that vicinity do it, they've made their money. The advert has worked. They've influenced you. So we need to have filters as, you know, receive consciously and subconsciously. All right. So real quick, what's influence for you and why is it important? Um, influence for me is uh, a conscious or subconscious way of changing how people think and getting them to do things based on how, they, how you uh, change their way of thinking. Uh, why is it important? Naturally, people like to be led. Hmm. They don't know. They don't exactly know it, but, but people like true. to be led. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, it's not, it's, I got this from Peter also, so it's not. I didn't say it. So. <laughs> like, Aga, you say so you are hailing me like no, this. Let me just confess. We're in the house of God. The owner of the line is here. Before you come in later to a private meeting. Yes. And Peter will just be like, wow, you did so good, son. <laughs> and it was very, very, very nice. <laughs> so true. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's um, conscious and unconscious influence. I mean, Pastor influence over my life, that's, that's hmm. a, an example of influence. Why is it important? So because people like to be led, someone has to do the leading. Mm. Someone has ah. to do it. Whether oh, God, can not, you drop an offering for your husband? <laughs> <laughs> In my account, please, thanks. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, whether they know it or whether they like it, like the example you gave, I mean, that's absolutely true. Mm. It's a programming. Yes. So once people are inclined to that programming, they go They that go route. in that direction. And like you said, like Nathaniel said, positive or negative, 
Hmm. Beautiful. Influence your thinking. And so sometimes I've said, I know I've said it concerning spiritual things. Sometimes some of the thoughts you are thinking are not your thoughts. Some of the decisions you are making, they are not your decision. In your mind, you think you are the one making it. So you need to always question your thoughts and question your decisions. Some people, they are not here in Jesus' name. The people they want to marry, that's not the person they really want to marry. Someone has influence. They say, ah, this person is positioned. This man, he's growing in the, in the ladder of the industry. In the next five years, he'll be able to, so your children will be able to, then you'll be able to. They've done projections for you. And so in your mind, you now think, okay, okay, okay. You're now thinking something else. Hallelujah. So please, always question your thoughts. Finally, UBA. Why are you offering a mic? A whole American. Ah. Hello. Right. <laughs> I'm going to draw from Lanos and I'll answer the second question first. So my life has been, or stages of my life has been um, from influence. Um, P. Dams has been a major influence in my life. So influence is important because, I mean, I think some people would be in stages of their lives where they don't know what's up. They don't know what they're doing, know where they are going, but they'll be positioned in places where the people that are leading them would mm. kind of like guide them to the next step of their life. Mm. So influence is very important because it has shaped a major part of my life, right? So mm. I can say that that is good. Um, influence, again, is from what they have said, you're helping shape someone's mindset you're helping shape their character, helping shape their personality. Um, again, most people don't know who they are. They cannot identify themselves as they are. So they need someone to help them. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Beautiful. Influence helps you shape your life. And, and you know that you've been through roads that some, somebody might not have been through. So you're able to guide them so that they don't have accidents, unnecessary accidents, detours, and delays on the way. So influence is very important. So you need to take yourself seriously, right? You need to take yourself seriously. Pastor Dami always says, think about yourself as a nation. You're not just Bukola. You're not just Busayo. You're not just Vicky. You're a nation. You're a system. You're a structure. And your life should be like a manual for other people to follow. So like I said, to avoid unnecessary detours. And I'm just going to pick up quickly on what you said um, when we're joking about the whole crediting Pastor Dami. That's also part of influence. Pastor Dami always tells us, especially as leaders, that I've been in your life for three years, for four years. You should know how I think, right? So if you do certain things, I'm like, you didn't get this from me. Where are you getting it, getting it from? You know how I think. So you should be able to tell your team, <laughs> you are laughing because you know this, right? <laughs> you should be able to tell your team members that, no, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do that. So as a person of influence and as a person that has been influenced in this house, don't just leave that influence for your team meeting or for when Pastor Dami is there. Let other people be able to say, oh, you are a member of Kings because there's something Pastor Dami-ish about you. There's something white paper wisdom-ish about you. There's something prophetic about you. Eh? If they're not comparing you to P-Dams now or Kings, you need to check it. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. So I'm just going to direct this question to Kenneth and Lanry and then the next question to Nathaniel and Uchi. So bringing it down to kingdom influence. So what is kingdom influence? We now know what influence is generally. What is the kingdom about? How are we kingdom influencers? And why do you think 
a lot of believers are not as influential as Jesus was. So what is kingdom influence and where do you think we are missing it as believers or not doing enough as believers um, to be as influential as Jesus was? I mean, greater works will do, right? So what's really going on? Thank you, LT, for that question. So kingdom influence... Sorry, why do people always say thank you for that question on panels? <laughs> well, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to shade you. It's something we always gist about. Is it, is it thinking time? Or? I mean, it's an important question. It's an important question, so thank you for asking me an important question. But guys, have you noticed that thing? during debates, accurately, they say, thank you for that question, Mr. Moderator. What are you telling me thank you for? Am I, are you going to give me gifts for answering, asking the question? Right on. Thank you. So kingdom influence, it's um, our ability to extend God's kingdom here on earth. So we're bringing God's kingdom, God's mm. will. How does heaven think about things mm. here on earth? So we're establishing mm. how God sees things here on earth. So that's kingdom influence for me. How, how does God see fashion? Mm. I'm bringing it this down here. This is a very here. key question to me, in fact. Yes. So mm. how does God see fashion? I'm bringing it down here. Um, and I'm establishing it. And I'm... I'm, I'm uh, Sorry, I'm I'm spreading it to um, everybody that come across my path. That's Mm -hmm. how I see kingdom influence. And the reason why a lot of people don't see themselves as kingdom influencers yet is because they don't understand. If they understand, they will do better. Um, Mm -hmm. At King's, Pidams has taught us to know your space, feel your space, how important it is to feel your space. Some people don't know the gravity of who they are in Christ. So they don't understand, okay, Mm. the seven mountains, this is what you're supposed to do. How does God see media? What does God want to do with media? Mm. Um, It's an important conversation you yourself, you need to ask. I'm a musician. Okay, what does God want to do with music? Because there are a lot of... um, Perverse music um, in the industry. So, what does God want you to do? How does God want you to fill that space? Um, so, that's kingdom influence for me. Fantastic, brilliant. I love it. Some people don't understand the gravity. I really like that. The gravity of who you are and who God has called you to to be. I mean, we use this example a lot. It's like saying you're going for an exam and you're like, "Well, make we just freestyle, make we just freestyle," and then you shall write whatever, and you come out and you hear that that one is not even four unit course; it's eight unit course. How will you feel? How will you feel? Won't you feel like you had read better? You can start again, or they do make up exam or something. You prioritize it. It's okay, make up exam. Won't you jack? Won't you, as in over jack, and make sure that you pass, right? So, I mean, your purpose and your destiny in life is more than an eight-unit course. As in, it's it's so much more important. The certificate, there's some of you that got first class self. You're not even using your certificates. Maybe you are doing something else, right? But this one, you will use it. God is going to ask you about it. There's nothing like, okay, I didn't fulfill purpose. I don't need purpose. I'll go and enroll in another God. I'll go and enroll in another Holy Spirit. I'll go and enroll in another field. You are going to go back and meet him. I'm gone from Unilag. No vice chancellor from Unilag is calling me no more. Whether I pass or fail your course, my lecturer cannot call. In fact, if they call me, I can drop phone on them. Do you understand? But at the end of the day, you're going to go back and meet God and answer. You still answer question. So why don't you just do it well now? Amen. Glory to God. So help us answer. Why do you think um, a lot of believers are not as influential? I know I directed this question to just both of you, but if you feel you want to add something, Kenneth and, I mean, Nathaniel and Uche, you can. Why do you feel, especially in this generation, um, we're not as influential or out there or confident, bold about being as influential as Jesus? Can someone please help me tap this screen? 
Thank you for that question, Elsie. <laughs> I know you said that on purpose, but fine, yes. right on. Um, okay, why do I think uh, people are not, or this generation is not as Especially, if, especially yes, pers- generally. Yeah, generally. I feel it's a generational gap hmm. from my own perspective because, I mean, the gap here now is that leadership gap. Like I, like I said, you're trying to get people to think in a certain way. And like Kenny said, it's all about getting people to think the way God thinks, see how he's seen, having the mind of Christ, basically. So has this now been lived out? Because, I mean, if we're, if we're coming from a generation, they are coming from the jump, from the scratch, and they are watching. So if they can't see you live out, I mean, this is the previous generation, I've seen that previous generation live out those things, that influence that, I mean, that they now hear about. They haven't had anyone to lead them prior. So the confidence or the boldness to even be commissioned to say, okay, yes, I can act this way because I've seen someone do it. I've had someone lead me to it. I now have that programming. It, it will be a thing of us just doing it from this generation. So the previous generation hasn't had that um, leadership, basically. Okay, I think to an extent I understand what you're saying, but I want us to um, dissect that a bit more because I was going to say I would argue, but it's not an argument, but for lack of a better expression, I would argue that I think in some regard or in many regards, the past leaders did lead in certain ways. They taught certain things. They taught certain doctrines. I mean, um, a lot of things we know now, we are riding on the wings of what they taught. Um, if we go back as far as Archbishop Idahosa, all Bishop Michael Konko, so many fathers in the faith, Pastor Taiwo, I think they've done quite a lot of, maybe, I don't know, foundational work and even some building for us. So um, I want to ask, are you trying to say maybe, maybe some models for the younger generation? Maybe there's a gap in that, how this younger generation feels, speaks, and thinks and trying to influence us based on where we are, our peculiar struggles. I know sometimes um, our generation has felt, oh, we couldn't even talk to pastors before. They were afraid of pastors. So things you were doing, you would just keep them in secret. Otherwise, you are going to hell. So for me, I think if there is a gap in the leadership you're talking about, maybe it would that be that one-to-one interaction with your pastor, that love, and you know, understanding this generation better. Is that what you're trying to say? Absolutely, LTE. Okay. Uh, Killing it actually ah. because <laughs> I'm giving it life. Okay, yeah, actually giving it, right. giving more life to the point because really and truly, like you said, you mentioned there's a, there are generations between mm. in between those people. Mm-hmm. I mean, True. these fathers of the faith. There there hasn't been anyone to mm. leave out what they've had, mm. and then if, I mean, just going back a couple mm. of generations, maybe two, three. Okay, you just see that there's no um, living out of those things. Mm. So the, the Gen, Gen Z, they are more about oh, this generation, basically. Which generation are people? Are you people Y2K? Are you Gen Z? Yeah, Y2K. Y2K. There are some people are Y2K. People don't want to put up your hands, so we don't know your age. Do we have Gen Z's here? Wait, who are Gen Z? Gun? Yeah, Gen Z is in 95. 1990, what? 1997 to now, no. Actually, 1995. No, do we have Gen Z here? We have Gen. Oh my God, we have Gen Z. <laughs> no, 
know what's religion? Be proud of your generation. Ah, be proud of your Gen Z. Gen Z. You know, the, the, you know there's power in every generation. There's power in every generation. God has poured something out into every generation. What we need to do is to do our best with what we have in this generation and add it to what we received and pass it on. And then it just keeps getting better and better like that. Amen. Glory to God. We asked, we asked, we asked Pastor Dami, we asked Carmine a question yesterday. We were talking about generations. I can't remember. We were saying something about Gen Z, this Gen Z. We now ask coming. So, what generation are you? I say, Generation God. I say, Come on. Oh, I love it when my children, I know sometimes I'm not really expecting it, and it just comes out. This morning, their dad was bathing them. I can't remember what their dad even asked. I just heard, No, 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 I'm the first king. Ronel is the second king. I say, Yes, that's it. You are getting it. This thing is to sink in, influence, programming. That's what we are talking about. Uh-huh. Glory to God. All right, do you guys want to add anything else or why you think we're not as influential or what kingdom influence is before we get to the next question? What I wanted to say was what Lano said, and you said it well. Um, but I was going to add to it that the fathers, though, they've done their part. There are things that I think they were more like very rigid. Mm. Um, some of people that want to copy or identify mm. with things that they did. Mm. So you see them like they're more, they're as rigid as they were. So we have mm. us, the younger ones that are, we're hairstylists, we're fashion people, mm. you know, like who can we copy? Who can we mm. modify, you know, what they have and all of that. Mm. So it might be a bit tricky yeah. for us on, yeah. I see, I yeah. see what you mean. You see, that's why we need to appreciate pastors like Pastor Dami. Yes. I'm telling you, we need to appreciate pastors like Pastor Dami. Honestly, because like she's saying, if you, I don't want to mention names, but a lot of the um, older generation of fathers, the word, you preach, you wear suits, you are Jesus, mountain, fast, 30 days, dry, and all. Like, okay, how does my hairstyling come into this now? As in, how do I really put it together? But like we said, there's power in every generation. I'm thinking about people like Pastor Dami who are able to bridge the gap between the wisdom of the sages and still understand the language, the technicalities of young people and bring it together and say, yes, you are still going to fast. You are still going to study the word. You are still going to preach. You are still going to be discipled. You are not going to show cleavage. You are not going to be sagging up and down. You are not going to be, you know. But yes, we can still rhyme. We can still do white paper. We are still coming for white nights. Glory to God. Yes, we can still do that. We can still have screen. We can still do graffiti. We can still help our businesses grow. Bridging that gap. Not, it's, it's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. Because like Pastor Dami has taught us, it's one thing to be all truth. We have the word doctrine, all truth, but no grace, no understanding, no flexibility. That's harsh. But you cannot be all just loving, 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 let's just pile up together. That's sloppy Christianity. But when you bring both of them together, that's grace and truth, and that's what Jesus brought to us. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. To keep with time, I'm going to go to the next question. And I think this is a question I want all of us to ask. It might seem like... A random question, but I want to think about it critically. Um, it's a simple question. What challenges have you faced in the area of influence? You can talk about your business, what you do in your field, and then as a person, as a believer. Because we come into church and it's easy to say I'm the salt of the world, I'm the light of the world, I'm the salt of the earth. It's easy to say I'm a kingdom influencer. But when you go out there, 
when you're faced with your friends, when you're faced with social media, you're like, ah, by my actions, they will know. Um, over time, they will know. I've sown the seed. You don't really talk. You don't really, now that we're talking about posting, we're not used to post before. You just think, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. And you find out that one month has passed. You haven't really influenced anybody. I will start a community. I will start a group. You've not started it. I will, I will do this. I will do that. I know there are challenges. Either you're shy or people are afraid or you don't, know what, you don't want people to look at you funny. You don't want people to ask you questions you don't have the answer to. Different things. What challenges have you faced? I know your industry. I'm very particular about your industry. Fashion designers. Can you help us? Let me not talk the talk for you. So again, I'll take it from um, Nathaniel. What have you? What challenges have you faced as an influencer, as a person, and in your field? Because okay, you are at work. You are in the pharmacy. What are you influencing? Are you writing scriptures on drugs? Are you as your customers are coming? Are you saying this is the medicine, but Jesus by the stripes you are healed? What are things that you are doing? Because these are things we must talk about. I mean, I got some outfits from Shia recently. I noticed that on her label she had added some scriptures. I noticed that when um, Uche packs her hair, she asked, "What are some practical things you do, you can do?" Or, but I'm giving you expo now. What? What are the struggles you've had? And I also want to talk about things we can do practically in our areas of influence um, to, you know, propagate the gospel. So challenges. All right. So I would have said thank you for the question, but let's, let's move ahead. Now, um, before I answer that question, I would want to implore us, Occupy series, if you've not mm, listened to Occupy yes, series, you, yes, need to, yes. you need to go back to it. Um, marketing, you know, in Nigeria, anything mm. marketing, it's always it always has its own challenges. Mm. So especially when trying to sell good health, when trying to sell good health to to Nigerians, mm. see, it's it's very very difficult. Imagine somebody is trying to sell good health to you. It's very it's difficult. difficult. I've, I've had a situation whereby you are telling this person, see, you need to do this, you need to do this. And he's telling you what I don't know. Don't don't kill me. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so it's 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 always been difficult. Then you meet some customers, and <sighs> some customers can be very difficult. But then Occupy series has actually helped me to you know um, put some customers on their levels, and then how to relate with them. Now commitment is key. Occupy series talks about commitment. Mm, now, when you are committed to your job, you are, you are looking at this person. Okay, this is not just a person. This is a candidate that God can also use. Now, he has to be in good health. Yeah. He, his health has to be perfect for him to actually do what he's supposed to do. Mm. So, now, when talking to that person, you need to mm. understand where he's coming from, mm. the things he has gone through, the things he has, he has, you know, he has been through. So, it's Patient, you have to be patient with your customers. So these are the things I've learned. It, it's been challenging because some customers will just look at you, say, I'm not ready for you because they don't even want to. Even when, when it's free, we, we usually do these things um, at MedBloss. We go to companies, we go to churches, and then we carry out free health check. And we're telling you, okay, come for this, come for that. And then, no, I don't need it. Something you need. And then, but actually, it's not because they don't need it, but it's because... They are, they are at this particular stage where, whereby they feel whether I do it, I would die. If I don't do it, I would die. Something so, okay, man. Exactly. And then, so you need to. Not die, not you know, die. There, not die, not times, die. <laughs> there are times you, I, I sat down, I, I talked to some customers. I have some, some of my colleagues that now we talk, okay, we don't attend to customers like this. 
We don't know what they are going through. So you need to calm down. You need to talk to them, understand what they are going through. And, you know, one thing I appreciate God for is the kind of boss I have. He's a Christian. And my colleagues are Christians too. So, you know, there's this mentality like you need to, you know, understand them and then possibly talk to them about Christ. My boss is always that kind of person. Any small joke, church. Any small joke, church. He, he, now, coming to Kings, it, it's easy for me to understand that kind of perspective because it's what we live here, it's what we do in Kings. So, you know, when we go to the market and then we talk about it, any small thing, we talk about church, any small thing, are you a Christian? Jokingly. You know, you start jokingly and then you start, ah, church, okay, I know they go to church. Eh, everything happened now. How far? You, you get fight with God. You know, mm. from there, we talk about Christ. Yeah. And then we talk about the health, the health aspect. Too. So, you know, the challenge basically has been the way customers relate with you. But then things are taught, are taught me to, you know, try and understand, put them on the level they are. Don't just look, look at them as just, they're mm. just customers. If you don't get the drug, get out. If you want the drug, you buy. <laughs> yes, it's, it's always, that mentality has always been, for me before Kings. Mm. So Kings has changed Solid my perspective at, mm. about that mentality. And, awesome, and awesome, awesome. Um, I, think that, I think it's probably in book three of Master Life and I remember maybe three, four Master Lives ago and maybe here I've shared that there was a time I had, before I got married, the house I was living in, there was a shoemaker next door and every single time I walked past the shoemaker, he would always look at my shoes without fail. And he does that by default. Why? Because he's a cobbler. I fix shoes. So every time, it was my, it's really funny how life works. Because the first time I heard this example, I was in primary five. And my teacher, my English teacher told me every time I pass by my cobbler, he looks at my shoes. And then I noticed it about the cobbler next to my house. Why? Because that's who he is. So as believers, whenever we see people, we must see them as souls that Jesus Christ died for. Whether they are customers at the pharmacy, whether they are customers coming to buy clothes, whether they are the bank coming to save money or get more money or steal money as the case may be, whether they are people coming to get beauty um, products or get their hair done, we must first see them as not statistics, numbers, cash, you know, bottom line. We must see them first as people that Christ died for, as souls. And so you relate with them based on that. And Pastor Dami has taught us so much that you never know. You're joking with somebody and then word of knowledge just starts coming. You're joking with someone and then they just open up to you their whole life history and like, ah, I'm not really here for this, so this is not really I really bargained for. But that's what God bargained for. That's what he's here for and that's why he put you there as a kingdom influencer. So it's very important that you have that perspective at all times, anybody that comes to you is first of all a soul that Christ died for. Hallelujah. All right. Um, challenges. Yes, so some of the challenges I have in the industry is perversion. My God, they just want to sell sex to you and everything. Their outfits. How can somebody wear a slit that is this high? Like, Almost get into your way. You now put out the legs to join. Like we cannot already see. You have. You want to show that you have leg games. I mean, I find it very disturbing. Anybody that knows me knows that. But we see them as souls. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, for the the longest time, I always had a problem with how people dress. I'm like, why is this person dressed like this? I can't just get it off my mind. I can't just get it out of my space. So, um, Duni and. Bukola knows that. I just see somebody on Instagram and say, hey, Jesus. <laughs> see what somebody's wearing. Um, but the truth is, 
we are on a mission mm-hmm. to get these people to think how God thinks, yes. to get them to dress how God wants them to dress. There is a way, and the way is Christ, and in him there is light. So there's a way God wants us to dress. So I try to think about it that, okay, how can I encourage this person? So I have clients that will come to me and say, oh, Candice, this is what I want to do. You're showing me dress that all your boobs are outside. I'm wondering, sorry, um, how do we negotiate this? Um, so I try to talk to you and tell you that, oh, I mean, there are better ways to um, style you. I mean, you can look great without showing all of this. But to be honest, I have standard and I have values. I will not go against them for anything in the world. I think someone was asking me if I would style a certain celebrity. I said, yes. I mean, if they, if they come to an extent where they wear what will glorify God, yes, I will do that. But I have standards. I will not help you reveal your, your body. I won't help you sell nakedness. It's something that I have um, made up my mind, and I'm not going back on that. It's part of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. It's part of standing for the kingdom and standing for something and not standing down for anything. Um, so um, times where I have been with clients that, okay, I'm styling you and I'm talking to you about um, something about your styling, and then the Holy Spirit just drops a word of knowledge. And okay, I'm like, sorry, ma, please. Do you have this and that? I'm like, how did you know that? And then the words just keep flowing and flowing. And they're like, oh, my God, Kenny's. Oh, okay. So, so they start expressing themselves and telling you that this is what they're going through. And to be honest, I learned how to um, operate in word of knowledge in Kings. All of these things, I learned it in Kings. So you are helping somebody to know Jesus better. And then you can now introduce Jesus to them and say, oh, do you even know Jesus? That's a good opportunity. So I feel like every space you are in, there's always an opportunity to to, um, introduce Jesus to that fella. Amazing. I'm not going to help you reveal your body. And you know, some, so many times we read Daniel, Daniel proposing his heart not to defile his, himself with the king's table, with the king's meat, proposing his heart. We read the scripture, but that's the same scripture presented to you as a fashion entrepreneur. That's the same scripture presented to you when you are in the bank to change figures or not change figures. I know we can easily say, what's there, Daniel? It means you are still going to pray now. Uh, Shebi is what comes out of a man that defiles him, not what goes into him. God sees my heart. I will be praying for the king while I am eating the meat. Do you understand? God will convert him. It's God that converts. It's not man, Abby. We give ourselves all those kinds of excuses and answers and all. But like Pastor Dami has been teaching, there's a difference between a Christian and a disciple. There's a difference between, you know, we are just coming to church we are just, and disciples. To be a disciple will cost you. Pastor Namil, so everybody can enter heaven. Every believer can enter heaven. But not every believer will get rewards. Not every believer will get crowns and stars. And if you are in kings, you cannot be okay with just entering heaven. If you are in kings, are we listening? If you are in kings, you cannot be okay with just entering heaven just like that. So there are some decisions, consecration that we have to make. That yes, I can do this and get away with it. And I will still get to heaven really and truly. KMT, are we together? Yes, <laughs> but there are some things I will not do. There are some standards I will not go beyond. So if it's going to cost me saying, 
this hundred thousand, two hundred thousand deal to open breast, I'm not. I'm going to drop it. I'm going to drop it. And truth about it is, there are some people that have dropped deals like that because sometimes we testify and say, I dropped a two hundred thousand naira deal. Tomorrow, God bless me with a two million naira deal. Tomorrow, God may not bless you with a two million naira deal. Do you understand? Hear very well. Tomorrow, you might not. In fact, next year. You might not, might, might have not been blessed with a two million naira deal. It does not in any way mean that God is thinking less of you or God hasn't taken record of what you did. God takes record. He keeps very good records. He keeps very good records. For all this bookkeeping we do, that one thing we miss, another thing we miss. Nothing is missing with God. He keeps very good records. So please, don't sell out on this our faith. Don't sell out. Amen. All right, we need to uh, round off with one or two more questions, but do you want to add something to anything we've said? Do you want to add something? Okay. So we've heard here severally that before you were first a banker or a hairstylist, you're a child of God, you're a kid of influencer. We've also heard here many times that when you have all the shabala shabala on top of the mountain, you still have to go down and yeah. influence people yeah. on the, you know... Um, so I feel like there are some things that should be default to us, that should be very normal. I feel like there are things that people see you first before they see your work. Your work is a tool that you use to influence. So as a child of God, this summer when, when I was away, one of my friends was like, oh, since you're here now, we'll be praying every morning. People are watching the things that you're doing. Mm. I have to pray every morning. You know, this is your post I used to post mm. on WhatsApp, on Instagram. People are your watching. Your life outside. You know, so mm. your life has to speak who, who you're worshipping. Uh, I don't mm. know how to say that. Yes, has you know, to your life has to worshiping. be a testimony of mm. God. So in terms of your character, your personality, on your job, can people be like, oh, this girl, she's so sweet, or she can't steal money, or um, do you have um, integrity? You know, all of these things are testaments to whose child you are. You know, you cannot say that you're a kingdom influencer and you're the one that's picking something from your august pocket or whatever. You know, there are some things that are very, they are small, they are, but they are huge. Yes. Yes. They your are personality, small, but they are character, all of those things is you. You're a kingdom influencer. Your job is a tool. Your Instagram account is just a tool. But who are you? Whose mm. are you? That's what mm. people are looking out for. Amazing, amazing. I'm going to let Larry talk about how we can, he can practically influence for the kingdom in his field as well because we've heard from both of you about your field. I don't know if you want to talk directly about your field or you agree with what you've said, but <laughs> I want Larry to speak because he deals with money and money is a god in this land. So we need to, you need to enlighten us, give us a, a brief master class on um, what we call, what we tie to this master class now. Kingdom influencing a mammon driven in the society. Do you understand? <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, oh, she was going to say something. I didn't mean to say this. I'm not even trying to testify about myself, and I wish we could turn off the recording now. But she said something that Pastor Dami is always saying. He says it about kings. He says it about us as individuals, that people are watching. They might not like your posts. They might not comment. They might not come the first five times you invite them to church. But I promise you that people are watching. It's not when you grow your Instagram account to 50,000 or whatever. They are watching now. I was discussing something with a sister, um, you know, trying to discuss something about some kingdom matters and how we can help and all. And she said something, told you, this thing, I just have to tell you this. 
I just have to tell you this. Told you you went for a vacation and people were commenting to me about how you dressed on your vacation. I'm like, ah, really? These conversations are happening. And I know I believe her. I mean, she won't lie anyway because people messaged me about my vacation. Said, Elty, thank you for how you dress on your vacation. I'm like, okay. I'm conscious about how I dress generally. And even on vacation, I'm never going to go and wear a bikini outside. And even if I choose to wear, because I'm not going to wear a bikini and go to hell, right? But most likely, the places we've gone by God's grace, there's a private pool. I would do it there. Maybe it's personality. Maybe because of responsibility. Because pictures fly. Pardon? I will not post them. Even if, even if I'm with my husband and I take pictures. We are online, you I take picture and I do my leg like this. And I, I'm not going to come and post it online. Whatever is going to go online, I'm going to ensure that it's covered. There are pictures. I'm not print pictures. I said, people, people saw me jump inside water with shorts. I'm like, what do you expect me to jump inside water with and post? Do you understand? But my point is that people are watching. So I said I went on vacation, but I did not go on vacation for my brain and my spirit. Do you understand? So whether you're in the gathering of kings, the gathering of other believers or whatever, that integrity of who you are is standard. The culture of God is superior to the culture of any other space you are in. I don't know why, maybe this dressing thing is strong on my heart or maybe because it's a societal issue. But when people come and tell me things like, eh, it's because you won't wear, you won't wear um, long sleeve to a pool because that's not appropriate for that setting. I'm like, we're not talking what, about what is appropriate. We're talking about what is decent. We're talking about what is decent, right? So why would I not wear bikini to a no? They say because it's not appropriate. I say because it's not decent. If we want to collectively call it appropriate, it will become appropriate. But it's because it's not decent. There's a difference between decency and being what is appropriate. And the kingdom of God, I don't care. Because people say, okay, how about people in America that wear shorts because the weather is hot? Is the weather not hot here? If one prominent pastor's wife comes on this stage with bomb shorts, how will you feel? How will you feel? Will you feel good? You will feel somehow, why is it just because, because she represents something. And you represent something too. So why do you think you can wear bomb shorts and slits and take Instagram picture and put it online? People are watching you. And it can seem like a lot of pressure, but responsibility comes with a level of pressure. And you cannot be a good leader without pressure. It's not possible. Pressure and leadership, they go together. So don't call yourself an influencer if you're not ready to take some pressure. If you're not ready to take some backlash, if you're not ready to lose some friends, glory to God. Give us that master class briefly, sir. LT, <laughs> uh, thank you. Um. You're welcome, sir. <laughs> okay. Currently, where, where I um, operate in the bank, does, I don't Currently have to... Currently sounds like soon to be. You're going to put... Own your own. Um, Carry on. So basically, wh- where I operate is different from. I don't handle cash directly, although I I have in the past. Mm. And even then, was it was a struggle. In fact, at that time, I, I wasn't even in Kings, but I just had that consciousness of okay. First thing is, like you said, um, responsibility, and then identity. Who are you? What do you? What are you? What are your values? That's where you start from. Um, it, it, you get to a point where, because I mean, in, I mean, I was when I was in operations in Ibadan and all of that, I was handling the ATM, dealing with the ATMs, going to the vaults, dollars, pounds, all those things. 
bundles of cash and all of that. And yes, these things are checked, but there are ways, and I know these ways. I, you know these ways. You know how you can walk around it and just move things around. You know, those things are possible. But I just looked at it from a perspective of, okay, so this thing that I've taken now, of what um, relevance is it going to be to me? When I look back on it, and will I be proud of myself? Would God be proud of me? So you're, start, you're taking it from a place of who you are, and you are that person in Christ. So when you look at all those things, you look at God, you look at the possibilities, his promises to you, and then you look at that thing right before you. You're not walking by what you are seeing. You're walking by what you believe in, You who you are. You believe in God. You believe in his promises. And that just changes your perspective. I mean, that, that worked for me a, for a long time. I was in operations for, I think, about four years, and there was no That's issue. That's a lot of time to be around money. <laughs> I was, it was, there was no issue whatsoever. And even where I am now, um, I work in the head office. I don't know if I she should. works in the head office. <laughs> but it's, it's even, so it's not physical cash, but it has to do with money. That's the worst. It has to do with money. You can just, <laughs> can just tweak here and there. But coming from that, I, I felt like, okay, so God was like, he thought that was pressure. Mm. Here you are. <laughs> and it, it, was, it was harder. Trust me, it was. It was. But it took a lot of re, um, reinforcing those beliefs and just going back to the master and being like, God, this thing is right in front of me. You wouldn't have given me something that I wouldn't be able to handle. This is who I am. You've given me the pressure before. I'm here now. How, how do I deal with this? How do I deal with this? And I think the, the most important thing is realizing that it's, you cannot do all of these things in your own power. You can't. Left to you, left to yourself, things would have be moved <laughs> things that have gone south truly but just reinforcing i feel like that's that's who we are as believers because mm-hmm. the key influence is the mind of christ and knowing that this is how god thinks mm-hmm. about this thing you are if you don't think that way or you don't feel that way you have to go back to the source mm-hmm. and get what you need from that point and that's helped me even up until now and he will keep helping you in jesus name yeah. amen fantastic uh I was going to say something. Everyone has spoken so well. And I want us to begin to wrap up, wrap up at this time. Um, you've spoken. Everybody has reiterated the phrase, it's who you are, about who you are, because it's what is really inside that comes out, right? So I want you guys to give final words. Is that Sister Fikayo? Mrs. Elder Sister, uh, uh, forever young, forever young. Oh my goodness! Uh, uh, I shall have suspected from the buffs, but they are buffs. You shall know them. Good to see you, ma'am. Welcome. Fantastic. Everyone has spoken about the fact that it's about who you are. It comes from the inside out. So I just want you to give your final words to encourage people. And you also said something earlier that we need to deal with people from where they are, as Pastor Dami has always told. Because even, so even in this dressing thing I'm shouting about, right, I think sometimes I can shout because I've gone through it. 
I've gone through a lot. This is not the time to start saying it. Me, I'm shouting, don't wear short skirts. I want short skirts. Do you understand? And I put, there was no Instagram at that time to post the picture, Sha. Thankfully. Because you know the internet never dies, never sleeps, never forgets. Ah, first off, King's wife. Caught on camera. In the club. Before meets after. How is this going? How is, how is was? How is going? Hey, God. Can we just take a minute to bless God? How I like that. There was no Instagram when I was. <laughs> There's no Instagram in my behind the light days. Amen. Yeah. I know sometimes, because I was a believer at the time, oh, I was a believer, but you know, Pastor Ami has told us so many times, you are a believer, but you still need understanding. Yeah. You need to be taught. Your soul needs to be trained. Your mentality needs reorientation. It's like when you come into secondary school, the first week is for orientation. You've already passed common entrance. Your name is on merit lists. You pass the exam. You are qualified. But you don't know this. You don't know where the dining hall is. You don't know where the principal's office is. You don't know what time break time is, what time closing time is. You don't know. So they take you through all of that, hopefully. They take you through all of that. So when you become a believer, you need orientation. It's not, I'm saved now. Grace has done it all. You need to be taught. That is why they always say, join a Bible-believing church. I'm like, what are those days to believe in Bible, in church? But there are some churches that do other things. But join a Bible-believing church. Go through discipleship. Master life is not just to mark attendance. It's to wire your brain to think a certain way. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? So you need that orientation. So some people that are even believers that you see wearing cleavage, some of them genuinely think, God looks at my heart. I, I, the yes in this area was very high. <laughs> eh? God looks at my heart. I mean, I give. I'm a good person. I'm nice to people. I give offering. Any man that wants to look at my breast, he has a problem, not me. Do you understand? We, we justify all these things. Do you understand? So it, we need to understand. It's understand that no, I understand what you are saying. Yes, God looks at your heart. You are going to heaven. <laughs> Sir. You need to help people. And like Kenny said, I don't want to help you reveal your body. Don't help them. Don't make it easier for them to get hooked on things they're not supposed to get hooked on, right? You are a model. You are represented. You are are representing a kingdom. I can talk about this and I have an IG Live coming up on dressing next week or so. I can talk about it for ages. All right, so final words. How has Kings helped you in this influence business? And I know you guys have referred to it all through. And what's your word for people watching online, for people here to, you know, hold it down. Let's keep doing this thing. Encourage people to continue. We can do this. We need to do this. God is counting on us. Um, let's take it from Betty this time. Um, you're going to be tested. Mm. Right? Um, oh, the test, you might fail some and you'll mm. win some. When you fail some, don't beat yourself. Um, I feel like if you don't have a consciousness in your heart that, okay, oh God would not like this thing, what would my pastor even think about mm, me? Think what about it from that level. You know, I have responsibilities. There are people that are behind me that I'm supposed, that's supposed to be looking up to me. If you don't start thinking like that, then there's a problem. Um, so those tests will come. God will be proud of you so when you pass those tests. It's very easy to live in America and want to expose your body, but then, you know, breathe. You need the abroad breathe. But all of that, all of those things, you have to have a consciousness in your heart and in your mind 
also think about the people that you look up to. We have great influencers here. We have LT. We have Pastor Dami. If maybe say, okay, PDAMs and LT are hard to reach, which is not possible. You have team leads. There are people here that you should look up to that should help you. For example, um, good influence. When I came here, I didn't know how to pray like that. I didn't even know how to pray at all. So we have, we have hashtag LT prays, how LT prays. <laughs> when LT prays, uh-huh. So I mean, I can say that there are some things that she, how she prays. I like to pray like that. So I can copy it, but then my own personality mm. will show forth. Mm. Um, many things that Pastor Dami does in his dressing, if you visit Pastor Dami in his home office, he walks upstairs and downstairs and he's buffing, he's buffed up. Like, how so that's that's where are you going? Are you going now? It's not this downstairs office you are going. You know, that's uh-uh. not. <laughs> it's really, really cool to me. So there are some small, small things that you should be looking out for. If nobody here is checking you or you're not looking at anybody here and it's giving you checks in your heart then there's mm. something wrong yeah so that's it for me um, amazing fantastic thank you so much Uche round of applause uh, I'll just take it from where um, Uche stopped truly it's in the small things mm. I think the issue uh, with this influence thing is how people see it. You just see the mm. whole package. Mm. But you don't see those little things that get you to that point. And that's the, the truth is, it's a progressive journey. It's a progressive journey. You don't get it right the first moment. Mm. You don't get it right the first step, the first day. You have to keep at it. So it's a thing of consistency. Yeah. Telling yourself that, okay, this is who I am. Starting with who you are. This is my identity. And then what do I intend to exude? with this thing that I have? How do I intend to be the light that God has called me to be? And then when you take those steps, yes, you may miss it here and there once or twice, but keep at it. Hmm. Keep at it. Keep at it. And that's, that's how you get to the point of being an influencer, being yeah. influenced yeah. from those small things. Those small things come up to the big Big uh, things. things. Consistency. Consistency is key. And I know that can be very tough in this generation because sometimes you just get tired. That My efforts don't seem to be paying off. Um, I'm trying, but I'm not getting as much results as uh, the effort I'm putting in. And it can be in different things, like losing weight. Or more, you've not eaten carbs for one week and it's only one kilo that you have lost. And then when you now drink Ribena the next day, you now gain two kilos. Like, how far? What is really going on? So it can be very discouraging to keep on being consistent, right? I know some people that are trying to gain weight. They've been drinking egg and malt, egg and malt, egg and malt. What again do people drink? What do people swallow? So then, uh, what they say? That's pumpkin leaf. Pumpkin leaf. And this time I'm hearing that one, though. And malt. Nothing for them. Like, I beg, what's going on? It can be difficult. You've tried it before. You will try it. <laughs> you know, consistency can be difficult. Huh? I'm missing something. You got wait, wait soap for me. Right, well, it's very important. These things, these things add up. These things really do add up. All right. Are you off her mic? <laughs> thing that they say in training, Pastor Dami would maybe say the correct figures. You have to do something, something, something times for you to before. become a master at it. Okay. What? 10,000 10, hours, hours per day, a week per week. Per per stretch. Okay, stretch. And that is more than plenty years, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. Um, if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. Come on, coat table um, coat moment. Ken is like going out with a bang. <laughs> okay, but it's the truth. If you say you're a culture shaper, do you not give me a laugh on the stage, Ken? Is... Right on, right on. Oh God. I don't even know what to say this. But the truth is, if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. And you are in an army. And there's a way your commander your about everything. God has a mind about everything. God has a mind about how he wants you to do media. How he wants you to run in the seven mountains. We are all in different mountains. How God thinks about family. How God thinks about entertainment. So God has a mind about everything. And the moment you begin to align yourself with how God thinks. And I think Missionary Map will help you align yourself in how God things about setting things and setting um, areas of influence. So it's important that we follow our commander and mm. ask him what, mm. you, what do you want me to do in regards um, fashion, in regards my business? How do you want me to influence this space? So um, stand for something so you don't fall for anything. It's very important. Hallelujah. Fantastic. Amazing. Follow your commander. Follow your commander. Don't go and collect marching orders from another platoon that is not even in your battalion at all. You enter wrong battlefield. And if anything happens to you there, ah, but thank God for mercy. Hallelujah. Finally, back-to-back award-winning. Um, okay, so in this age where you can easily be influenced on social media, and then you need content. See, on Sunday, just write. Write every point. Then separate it for... Meet him Monday. for his notes. Meet him for his notes. Monday to Saturday, you'd always have content. See, I have, ah. I have colleagues that have subscribed for white... White, white nice. Wisdom paper. Like, okay. they, would, they would always check my status or they'd pick my phone because I always screenshot it. Wow. So, they were like... What next? What's what happening? Wow, so, wow. you see, the content is always there. The, mm. the content is in kings. You just need to mm. write. Just mm. write. Check his, um, check Pidam's Instagram page. Any content you see is your pastor. You can just put at the end by Pidam's. But don't worry. Just pick everything. See, I'm telling you, that, that's what I do. Just pick everything. When they read it, when they read it, how will this thing? Is my pastor come to my church? You learn more. Like that's that's how it has been. So you 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 realize that you you reach a lot of people. people yeah. You, you reach a lot of people, and then you have this influence mm, on them. So mm. you, you don't need to look for content anywhere. Um, this thing says something. Said the word of God is in, has enough content yeah. for the ground. So the, the content come is on. there. It's in the word. Is it's in Kings. Just make sure that every day. See if if you don't do it today. Don't worry. To make sure you just do it. You know, you have this schedule more like, if you wake up in the morning, I'm going to post. If you forgot to post in the morning, post in the afternoon. I'm if telling you, post, you, post, post in, the, in night. the night. Even if you wake up in the middle of night, just, just sure post. post. That's just it. And you see, that, that consistency, as Dr. Lana said, over time, you'd have, you'd have realized that you've influenced a whole lot of people. people. So that's how it is. Hallelujah. Fantastic. Can we give a round of applause to our wonderful panelists? Thank you so much for dishing us such great wisdom this morning. Fantastic. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org.
and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.